morning, everyone. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We have a mission conference for the last three days. The topic was seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowers. In daily Christian living, prayer is very important, especially in our relationship with the Lord. Our prayer life is as important as praise and worship. After all, in a world where people are never satisfied, prayer is all the more necessary. Let's go back to the Garden of Eden. Do you think prayer would have existed there? Almost everything in the Garden of Eden were perfectly in place. God's creation was in such a way that satisfied a person's need. If we look at the order of God's creation, it's almost as if it is the order of man's hierarchy of needs. If we look at Genesis chapter 1, God created light as the very first thing. And then it was followed by sky and land and the sea. For six days, God established everything that mankind would have need. And finally, he created man. In chapter 2, he saw that a man by himself would not suffice. And so he also created woman to be by his side to help him. When we consider all the things that went before Adam and Eve, we can see that they lacked nothing. Did they lack in food? In Genesis chapter 1, verse 29, we see that God provided them with food in abundance. However, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, God told them to abstain from one thing. It was from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Bible tells us, however, that because of this one thing, Adam and Eve sinned against against God by going against his word. They were unable to withhold from their burning desire and eventually fell into the serpent's schemes. This resulted in disobeying God 
and obeying Satan instead. Basically, the children of God became children under Satan. Because of this, they were no longer able to inherit the kingdom of God and were inevitably, inevitably put into exile. If life in the Garden of Eden was a life of shalom, in another world, a life filled with peace, then a life after exile turned out to be a life full of anxiety and fear. This is the difference between life before falling into, the, into sin and after the exile. Life of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden before sinning was a life of happiness and joy by walking with God. But after they sinned, they hid before God to hide their face away. Since then, fear swept them, and they were no longer filled with peace. Because of this fear, people began to look for some kind of the godly being. However, while some looked for God in the right way, some others looked for false godly beings. In the same way, uh, there are people who pray to true God. From There are some who pray to false gods. Even in sound South Korea, there already existed such a thing as a prayer before Christianity came in. For example, there was a Buddhist way of praying, of praying to ancestors, which are still apparent today. We also find the people who pray to God without even knowing who they are praying to. And so when you ask them, who did you to pray to? Their answer is, I don't know. Across these kinds of prayers, there exists also 40 years of prayer, or even 100 days of prayer. This people's zeal is remarkable. Some in Korea are very hot. In winter, it's very cold. Yet we see people praying with all their might in these extreme conditions. It's to suggest that even those who don't believe in God, in the Bible, also pray. But what they pray for is quite similar across all of these types of people. Firstly, they pray for 
their well-being for good health. Secondly, they pray that in whatever they do, they will prosper. In Korea, many people are like that. I am not sure what people are like in the UK. Throughout the history till now, we found that majority of the people seek God of their own for answered prayer. In another word, they would try and use God's as a means to achieving for themselves what they want. Meanwhile, when we look at verse 39 in Matthew chapter 26 of today's Bible reading, we find Jesus also praying in a way we might find across people in general. Today's Bible reading is Matthew chapter 26, verse from 36 to 46. In verse 39, Jesus says, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Jesus is saying that he wishes not to go through the pain of the cross. But his prayer did not end there. In verse 39, Yet not as I will, but as you will. Not for my will to be done, but for his will. But whatever the consequences, God's will be done. Jesus' prayer was about God's will being done. It means that everything Jesus said and did were all to fulfill what the Bible prophesies. Some today, we want to learn pray from Jesus' example of prayer. First, let our prayers be prayer concerning Jesus' concern. Just because you are a Christian does not mean you are all the same. Claiming to be a disciple of Jesus doesn't make you all the same disciples. In our reading today, Jesus and his disciples went to a place called Gethsemane to pray. They all went together. But not all of them prayed together. In Gethsemane, the disciples are split, split to, into two groups. Jesus said to them, 
in verse 36. Sit here while I go over there and pray. The here and there in this passage is clearly referring the different places. Then he takes the three disciples to somewhere further along. The three are Peter, James, and John. Jesus told these three about what troubled him. In verse 38, Jesus said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. It's showing that Jesus wanted the disciples to partake his sorrows and so to pray with him. In verse 38, Jesus said, Stay here and keep watch with me. Essentially, this means, as in verse 41, to watch and pray. Peter, James, and John were required to pray together with him concerning what troubled Jesus. Jesus was praying particularly for what was troubling him. But the disciples weren't able to pray to the full measure. It's not like they didn't pray at all. They still would have prayed to a certain extent, but not quite as much as Jesus would have liked them to. That's because their body was weak. Eventually, they fell into temptation. Peter disowned Jesus three times. All the other disciples deserted him also. Why? Because they didn't fully obey when Jesus told them to keep watch and pray so that you don't fall into temptation. Nevertheless, Jesus prayed for them. In Luke chapter 22, verse 32, we see that Jesus already knew that Peter would fail, and he prayed for him. He prayed for Simon Peter that his faith may not fail. And after he has turned back, tells him to strengthen your brothers. Jesus' prayer strengthened the disciples to later be used for God's great purposes. James was the first among the pastors to become a martyr. Peter was persecuted, but he carried out his mission to the end. 
And John lived to the end of his life and wrote the book of Revelation for us. That is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus' concern at that that time was the cross. What would be Jesus' concern for today? A true person of prayer prays while being concerned for what Jesus is concerned about. I hope that of us will become a people of prayer who shares the concern of our Lord Jesus. Secondly, let us build good prayer habit by following Jesus' example. In our reading today, Jesus prays in Gethsemane ahead of his crucifixion. If we look at Luke chapter 22, verse 39, it says Jesus went out as usual. In other words, praying was a habit of Jesus. I believe that Nonitan Christian Fellowship during the months of July and August is going through a series that is reminding us all of the essential habits of 21st century Christians. Good habits can take shape in many ways. The other factors and leaders will tell you. Today, I'm telling you about one of those good essential habits, praying. Jesus had a strong habit of praying. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, after Jesus fed the 5,000 with just five loaves of bread and two fish, Jesus went on a mountainside. Also, in John chapter 6, verse 15, when many people came to make him king by force, he withdrew to mountain. Jesus went by himself to pray. This was Jesus' evening prayer. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, it says, Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to the solitary place where he prayed. This was Jesus' early morning prayer. Korean church is often known for praying. In nearly all churches, there take place the early morning prayer time. Officially, the Wednesday and Friday prayer service take place in the evenings. 
in the fair past, it was quite common for the Friday evenings of prayers to last until the next morning. But today, we can only see this in very few churches. Please pray for churches in Korea. Let us look at when, uh, what the author of the book of Hebrews testifies concerning Jesus' prayer. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7, we can say that this particular passage refers to Jesus' prayer in Gethsemane. Whom he prayed to was the one who could save him from death. In Mark chapter 14, verse 36, Jesus calls to God, Abba, Father, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears. It wouldn't have been a quiet meditation. What would calling Abba, Father? With loud cries and tears sound like we'll found a lot of Christians from Korea praying in loud voices when they began to pray and called to God. They often say, O Lord, not a silent Lord, but on top of their voice, Lord, 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 not silent, I believe. On top of their voice, I believe, I believe, I believe. Sometimes we need to pray in such a way with loudness, cries, and tears, especially when we are faced with something important that the Lord is concerned about. We also need to know how to meditate in our praise, in our solitary praises. But once again, sometimes we need to be able to pray honestly. God answered Jesus' honest prayer. The secret to his answered prayer was not just about the tears, but God heard his prayers because of his reverent submission in Hebrew chapter 5 and verse 7. His reverent submission wasn't about his external experience or appearance, but spring from his obedience that he learned from what he suffered. Jesus' obedience was about being obedient to the word of God. In verse 45 and 46 of today's reading, 
Jesus already knew that he would be betrayed in the hands of sinners. So then he could have avoided it. But he chose, he chose not to. In verse 46, Jesus says, If I had resisted them in a man's way, how then would the prophetic words of the scriptures be fulfilled? The reason behind Jesus lifting, letting himself be arrested was to fulfill what the scriptures says. Again, in verse 46, he says that this has all taken place that the writings of prophet might be fulfilled. This is what Jesus was praying for. It was to fulfill the prophetic words of the Bible. Likewise, our praise should also reflect God's word being fulfilled rather than for our own selfish desires. Dear friends, if we want our prayers to fulfill God's will, we need to know God's will. And this we can know through the Bible, the word of God. Jesus clearly illustrated this when he prays. In today's reading, verse 39, while Jesus is praying, he says, not yet not as I will, but as you will. Jesus makes this as a very important part of it his prayer. In Korea, I believe you will do as I will, is how many people would put it, and is unfortunately a very common way of praying by many. I wonder what the situation is like in the UK. But Jesus' prayer is always not as I will, but as you will. And lastly, let us pray in preparation for the future. In Matthew chapter 26, verse from 31 to 35, Jesus warns his disciples, You will all fall away account of me. But Peter replies, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. Then Jesus warns Peter that this very night you will disown me three times. After hearing this, Peter replies confidently, even if I have to die with you, 
I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Does that mean Peter and the other disciples were lying to Jesus? They would have done so intentionally. But at the end of the day, the disciples didn't keep to their word. Why was this the case? This is because the disciples weren't able to anticipate the forthcoming event. They did not know it, nor see it. In fact, it wasn't even far from happening. They did not know what was going to happen that very night. Peter disowned Jesus three times. Three times. All the other disciples deserted him and fled. We are born in time, live in time, and go back in time. But often, not knowing when is our reality. Back then, the disciples trusted their minds. And so there was not a single intention of deserting Jesus in their mind. Peter declared that he will never disown Jesus. At the time, their hearts would have been just as they had declared. But their assertion didn't even last a single day. Jesus knew this already. Which is why he told the disciples to keep watch and pray so that they will not fall into temptation. What are we like now? We need to be prepared. So let us remind ourselves of essential habits of 21st century Christians. We look at the way Jesus prayed and the key takeaways from Jesus' teaching on prayer. Please remember the following. First, let our prayers be a prayer concerning Jesus' concern. Secondly, let us build good prayer habits by following Jesus' example. And lastly, let us pray in preparation for the future. I hope we have essential habits of 21st century Christians. We are good Christians. I hope. Thank you.